This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. So I know you've gone through a lot of training, and I wonder if you could just tell us what it's like to get a black belt and how like, how long does it take? What, um, what challenges that you faced? What are, you know, does it matter? Like, what was it like for you? Does it matter? That's an interesting <laughs> question. I'm really glad that you asked that because I think that that's an important question, actually, from the perspective of my training and the way that I was trained. But to answer your other questions first, because they're a little less esoteric, um, it took me six years to reach my first level black belt. That was, I mean, at the time I was training really regularly. I was at the dojo about five days a week. Um, I think our classes were about two hours each. So it was, and then I would train at home as well. I was really, once it clicked for me that this is something that was really um, kind of answering something inside of me or that I was really responding to beyond my first and basic needs of of learning how to protect myself. um, Yeah, I just trained a lot because I really loved it. So the first black belt, test that I had was about a month after I ran a marathon. Boy, those were the days, you know, marathon, take black belt tests. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I didn't actually know that that was going to be a black belt test. This was a a huge honor for me in the end. I was actually testing for, um, I think a brown belt or my something like that. Um, my teacher had asked me to start to train my techniques for black belt as well, um, just to kind of, I don't know, I don't know why he wanted me to do that. So during my test, he said, well, show me, you know, how you've been training this other stuff, the black belt stuff. So I went through all the brown belt techniques, and then he asked me to do that, so I did that too. And then in our school, it was, I don't know if it was a little bit of, uh, drama, a little bit of showbiz because it was Los Angeles. Um, but we would, for black belt tests specifically, there's usually only black belts testing that day. Um, there's two people on the floor unless it's a test against a group, which is part of the part of the training. Um, and then all the other students sit against the wall and observe. And you're testing in front of our head sensei, Sensei Chad Minge, and the other senpai or high ranking who are actually sensei as well, um, uh, who are there to to judge you. And for that one, it was only sensei Allen, um, Friedman, and sensei Minge, because it wasn't supposed to be a black belt test. And then you go through the whole test, and then all of the sensei get up and they go into the office and they have a little powwow and you sort of wonder, did I pass? Did I not? What pass? are they looking for? Well, what they're looking, that's a good question. What they're looking for is an understanding of the techniques. So there's an understanding from them that people who are testing get nervous. 
So, you know, maybe you're going to screw something up or you're going to kind of forget something. But what they're really looking for is an understanding of how, of, of what the technique is really about. So maybe, let's just say a basic punch, right? Maybe you didn't punch with the correct form. They've seen you on the training floor regularly do it correctly. So they know you can do it. They know that maybe you're a little nervous from the test. But what they really want to see is how is the rest of your body moving? Because that's showing how your body moves around this one technique and, excuse me, your own understanding of it. What they're also looking for is your spirit. You know, do you, are you easily discouraged? Because you have to have a lot of stamina for those tests. Um, and if there's a correction, do you just kind of like give up? Does your spirit flag? Or do you keep going? You know, especially if somebody is in a very challenging mood and they start like throwing problems your way, which happens. So for me, um, yeah, it was a surprise. Then they, they go into their office and they have a little powwow and then they come out and then they tell you if you pass or not. And for that first one, um, my teacher said, we're, we're jumping a rank for you um, because your spirit was so strong in that test. And it was one of the night, one of the, it's a weird thing to say about yourself, but um, he said, this is one of the best black belt tests I've ever seen. And he actually took off his own belt and presented it to me, which was a massive, massive thing. I'm going to cry. I know that kind of makes me cry too. I wonder if he listens to these. I don't know. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> so, um, the it takes a long time. In in the way that I was trained in ninjutsu, it takes a minimum of six years to reach your first level black belt. It took me another two years to reach my instructor's level. I still have levels to go. I'm not anywhere close to the final level well i thought black belt was the final level so no the in martial arts especially i think it's the same in chinese martial arts but i can really only speak knowledgeably of japanese martial arts which is what mine is um black belt means now you're a student everything before that is like preschool oh wow so it's only when you reach black belt are you really learning you have to have a fun a foundation of understanding in order to start learning the stuff, even though it can appear very simple, um, the techniques, even at black belt level, but you need to understand how they're all put together, what it means. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. So when I took that test and when I took my instructor's level tests, um, I had been told that you need a lot of stamina. It, the tests are really long. You're really exhausted afterwards. Um, and I thought, well, I just ran a marathon. I mean, how tough can it be? Oh, my God. It was a lot harder than running a marathon. Really? I will say that. A lot harder than running a marathon. I got a black guy. My arm got, um, what is it? It wasn't broken. It was fractured. Um, and my foot got cut by a sword because I didn't roll out of the way fast enough. And the next, I didn't know, why, where have I been? I didn't know that they used weapons. Yeah, ninjutsu they use weapons, um, swords, three foot staff, six foot staff, four foot staff. Occasionally, something I can never remember the name of, which is like. Does a that mean you trained in all these weapons? Yeah. Also, oh, yeah, okay. and then also um, escaping from the weapons. So I didn't escape from a sword cut fast enough. My foot got cut. My arm was fractured. I got a black eye. And then the next day I got on a plane to go to my 20th high school reunion. 
That was fun. Romy and Michelle's. <laughs> Romy and Michelle's. Only like looking like looking like I was coming from like, wow, Susie, what happened? And I had to explain to everyone like, this is from my black belt house. So that was interesting. I mean, they're not kidding around. That sounds really intense. No, we did. No, we, we, we weren't kidding around. We don't get around too much. It's, it's um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just always thought it was, um, yeah, I didn't realize there was like actual weapons and yeah. Injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Injuries is just part and parcel of it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it's just part of your training. You accept it at some point, or as one of the people that used to teach at that school would say, like, it's a martial art, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if someone would be like, oh, it hurts or ow, they'd be like, you're taking a martial art. Right. What do you expect? Right. So, yeah. But the what does a black belt mean is a really interesting question. I was very lucky with my teacher, I believe, um, in that he stressed very regularly, you know, oh, you want a black belt? Because people would always ask, like, how long does it take to get a black belt? And he would take off his belt and he'd hand it to you and you go, here, now you're a black belt. It's just a piece of cloth. That's all it is. Um, He was really strict about hierarchy in the sense of black belt simply means, and sensei simply means someone who is farther along the path than you. They're not above you. They're not below you. They're just farther along ahead of you. That's it. And if someone wants to share their teaching as a senpai or a a senior student or a sensei, it means that they're willing to turn around and show others the path. That's all it means. But I do believe that with black belt comes a certain level of responsibility to the people that you're teaching, you're sharing your techniques with and your learnings, um, a certain moral responsibility as well. Those are my interpretations. But I really, I still believe in my students now, I teach the same thing. You know, you're, it's, just, it's just a piece of cloth. That's all it is. It doesn't, it means everything, but it also means nothing. Your knowledge is your knowledge. No, it's, it's just a belt to hold your pants up. Mm-hmm. It's also very spiritual, though, this, mm-hmm. um, the path and the teachings and sort of the humility of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's ideally that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. And I think everybody in martial arts, when it's something that's become a part of your life, you go through periods where you're like, I'm a black belt, you know, and, and maybe looking for fights. <laughs> I did too. You know, I was, I didn't pick fights, but I was, I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. Let's try that. Right, yeah. black belt. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but then hopefully, ideally you also evolve beyond that and realize that that's, that's, also, that's not what it's about. And if you are walking around picking fights in your black belt, you should have the black belt taken away. <laughs> For you personally, what was the most valuable thing about going through the process? I was so nervous before my test that I was like shaking and and having a really hard time focusing and was thinking, what if I do a really bad job? What if, you know... I think especially for my instructor's test because I was the first woman to ever reach that level. And my teacher had been saying literally for years, I've been waiting for so many years for a woman to become an instructor. No woman had ever gotten that far. Um, I think only one and she failed the test. So this was a really big deal. It wasn't just for me. It was kind of for the whole school. And I was so unbelievably nervous 
And I had a hard time calming down until something in my brain switched and said, you know what? I think it's when we opened the class. And this thing in my brain said, the train has left the station and you are not the conductor. So you might as well just go along for the ride. That's the most important thing I learned. (laughs) Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program developed by 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collett. Based in Berlin, Germany, you can also find Pretty Deadly in a growing number of cities around the world through the Pretty Deadly website or the Pretty Deadly app. Learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly community at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com. Thank you.